It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals got a bit of a Christmas gift from the rest of the competitors for the seventh seed in the AFC. And let's talk about the up and down ride that is Jake Browning at quarterback. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you're new, we're covering the Cincinnati Bengals, your team, every day on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts, and a couple clubs you can join if you're so interested. The group of you that make us your first listen every day, we appreciate every one of you very much, and all the everydayers for not missing an episode. This episode of Lockdown Bengals sponsored by the Game Time app where you can use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And James, let's start by taking a look around the NFL since the last time we talked, Saturday post game, where it looked very dire for the Cincinnati Bengals playoff hopes after dropping the game to Pittsburgh. Still dire, but maybe you could drop off the word very at least for a week, because if they can manage to win their last two games, well, they have a path to the playoffs after the rest of the AFC didn't take advantage. The Bengals are exactly where we thought they would be going into their final four games, where they needed to win three of four, and we talked about it. We said Minnesota, then you have to deal with Pittsburgh, and then you go to Kansas City, and then you end things with Cleveland, and the Bengals are one and one of out of those first four, you get to three and one and you're probably in. So as much as things have changed or at least feel differently about this team following an ugly loss, demoralizing loss, whatever you want to say about that Saturday night matchup against the Steelers, the Bengals are very much alive and their playoff hopes are, are still realistic, I think. Now, will they win both games? I'm not sure. But I, I think they could. I'm certainly not going to dismiss them. And it, it is odd because this is the first time since the first time they played Pittsburgh where we look at this team and we're like, okay, at least maybe not we, but there are fans at least looking at this team and maybe you are. Where it's like, ah, where are they at in the draft? Starting to think that way when they're very much in the thick of it. And if they can respond the way they have, over the past really see the, the entire season, they've responded to adversity after starting 0 and 2, after starting 1 and 3, after Joe Burrow gets hurt and they're 5 and 6. This is just that next step, that next a bit of adversity. Can they overcome it again, like they have all these other times, and win back to back games? If the answer is yes, they'll make the playoffs. If the answer is no, they probably won't. And it isn't that simple, and yet it is that simple. Yeah, what are the what are the percentages there? What are the what's the percentage right now as of today according to the simulators? 
Yeah. So the New York Times has, has got the simulator that, that I've relied on a ton. And it's 93% if they win out. And what, Go to what Kansas about City, today? get a win. What, what, oh, what about all? Oh, 17% currently. I see. I see what you're saying. 17% so currently. There's like a, a 70% gap. And there's like a 30% chance roughly, I think is what that's saying, that the Bengals do win out according to their projections, which who cares what that says. You look at the NFL right now and nobody's winning the games they're supposed to win. And it was upset central all over the NFL this weekend for the most part. And and a big reason we're still having this conversation is, and the big reason that number is even as big as it is in terms of their playoff chances is because the Colts lost, the Texans lost, the Jaguars lost, every everybody lost, the the, the Broncos lost. Mm-hmm. That was the a big only one. team that that was competing with the Bengals for that seed is the Buffalo Bills winning, and I guess they're unlikely, very unlikely to win their division now. Is Buffalo with Miami at eleven wins? So Buffalo probably, you know, that they, they can do a good job of punching their ticket here in in the near future. But those teams, the the Colts, Texans, Broncos, and then we have to watch the the Steelers, of course. Those are the teams that that are probably competing and the Jaguars as well. The Bills actually have a good shot to win that division. If Miami loses to Baltimore, all they have to do is beat Miami in week 18 and they win the division. Assuming they win this week. Yeah, there's a chance. But which I would know. expect I would expect them to beat the Patriots. So it's really root for Baltimore and then beat Miami. And yeah. you win the division, which is surprising. I agree. I think that would be surprising. But P- point is, is that nobody in the NFL, like the, the Bengals last week, we were talking about how they got no help. All the teams that they needed to lose won. This week, pretty much all the teams they needed to lose lost. So now they can regroup and look at this week and say, you know what, if we can win the last two games, we can get into the playoffs and then who knows what can happen. And a lot of that is going to be the roller coaster that is this offense right now, the roller coaster that is constructing an offense around Jake Browning, we're going to talk about as well. But while, you know, you might look at this team and I think fairly assume that there is a ceiling and have some questions about how they might face up or, or match up with playoff style defenses and playoff style atmospheres right now where they will need to be more balanced on offense where they will need to show more resistance against the running game. I think those are all fair questions, things we can talk about and, and will talk about. But just looking around the NFL at what happened this week, the, the path is still there. Even though it's harder, you, you sure, certainly made life, life harder on yourself, but uh, the rest of the NFL eased up a little bit for you this week. Yeah, I mean, if they had beaten the Steelers... <laughs> the odds would skyrocket even more than they were projected to because of what happened. Right. And it sucks, but it's pretty simple. If, if you're this Bengals team and you can look at it, I know it's a week to week league, but I think it would be pretty refreshing. I think today, and we're recording this on Tuesday for the coaching staff, the players to all say, all right, let's go win two games. Let's go beat a vulnerable chiefs team. That is clearly beatable. That is deal- going through it on offense right now. And that's exactly what they're doing. They are going Mm -hmm. through it. And as frustrated as any good team in the league, I would say, and I do think they're still good, even though they're bad by their standards. And people have been saying that the Chiefs are still good. And so that's a winnable game, even though it's going to be difficult. And then who knows what Cleveland's playing for? I'm I'm not sure what they'll be playing for in week 18. I think that's interesting. 
maybe something, maybe not. Maybe it is to secure a five seed. I don't know, mm -hmm. but I, I do think that it's uh, these are winnable games, even though they're going to be tough. And having that, having that hope, it's really all you need for for a team that has responded well to adversity. Like I've said, Kansas City is in such a weird spot right now. Like they beat the Dolphins, what, seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago. And that felt like a good win at the time. They they held the Dolphins to 14 points. It was in Kansas City, which obviously helps them. But then they lose to Philly. Fine. Philly hasn't had any issues yet at this point. They go beat Vegas on the road and then lose to Green Bay, lose to Buffalo at home. They beat the Patriots, who I know just had a much better week but are terrible and then they lost to the raiders at home and we talked last week about the raiders home road splits and how much worse the raiders are on the road and and the chiefs lost to a team i'm sure you've seen the stat that didn't complete a pass for what the last like three quarters of the game i mean that's insane chiefs have some things to figure out but we also said that about the steelers <laughs> last week in terms of having things to figure out on offense and going to another quarterback, and then the Bengals got lit up. So obviously things need to be different, both on offense in terms of setting up the game script in a, in a more advantageous fa fashion and setting up the defense for more success, and on the defensive side of the ball, they need to be better too. So let's talk a little bit about some of those margins for error and, and what's going on with Jake Browning coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by the Game Time app. And the Game Time guys know you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next big event. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, for music, comedy, theater, whatever the event is, they've got it near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. There is no guesswork when you buy your tickets with game time love the flash deals love the lowest price guarantee the early, the event cancellation protection they have got you in mind the consumer in mind when they make their offers and when they've put their app together with zone deals if you just pick a section like game time pick the seats you'll average 18 percent savings compared to alternatives take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time you just download the app the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl you'll get 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again just create an account use promo code locked on nfl l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n nfl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed today's show is also brought to you by street side brewery and street side well if you're looking for a last minute gift idea how about you surprise that person in your life, that beer lover in your life with a six pack from street side, whether it's the fruited sours, award-winning pastry stouts, excuse me, coffee blondes, brown ales, lagers. They have something for everyone, including multiple holiday flavors right now. And well, you can check them out for happy hour all week long from four to six. And of course they have full pints, four ounces. So maybe you want to taste all 24 taps. Well, you can get little four ounce flights at street side. They're located at 4003 Eastern Avenue in the Columbia Tusculum neighborhood near Lunkin airport. You got to get there today. It's not the East side or the West side. The best side is street side. James, let's talk about what the expectations should be for Jake Browning going forward. I don't think they should change quite frankly. Uh, and I don't even know how much this conversation is about, Jake Browning 
I mean, obviously it's about Jake Browning, but I think it's about the offense in general being that your margin for error is much thinner in general. You don't have Joe Burrow able to pick you up as much. Not that Jake Browning can't create, but he can't do it at the frequency or consistency or level of Joe Burrow. And you need more from your running game. You need more from that easy stuff. You, you need more from your starts to the game. You can't be down 14 to zero right away. But the further I get away from the Steelers game, the further I get into, is this really outside of what we should have expected for Jake Browning and, and that line of thinking? Sure. I, I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. He's not going to be this record-setting quarterback every single game. He's also not going to throw three picks every single game and probably had at least five potential picks total. And the Steelers clearly have Jake Browning's number a bit, which is fine because you're probably not going to have to deal with them again. They also, as much as it is a Jake Browning issue, it's an entire team thing where you hinted at this. They, They need the rest of the team to pick up Browning at times. And if you would have told me, oh, he's not going to play great against the Steelers, that wouldn't have shocked me. What you can't do is give up an 86-yarder, a 44-yarder, and a 66-yarder to George Pickens. And that's what they'll certainly need to clean up because they're facing a defense that is really darn good. Uh, that is, their secondary is good. Even if you have Jamar Chase, which we're not sure if they'll have him, I think it's... Maybe 50-50, I think it's going to be tough, but maybe he's in, he's able to play. Um, hopefully, they'll get Cam Taylor-Britt back. I feel certainly a lot more confident about Cam this week. But they're flawed. And so finding a way for this offense to produce, I think it's kind of un, unrealistic to expect them to go into Arrowhead and just throw it all over. And, and that doesn't mean run the ball. I just find ways to generate production. And, and I, I don't know exactly how that is. And what I mean by throw it all over is is do what we saw in the fourth quarter against the Vikings or down the stretch against the Jaguars. Like, I, I think that's hard to do at Arrowhead. And fortunately or unfortunately, we've been there a lot over the past couple of years, back-to-back years in the AFC title game. That's a tough place to play. And I think that crowd will certainly be fired up on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I think the, the issue with the running game, you said they don't necessarily have to run the ball. I think they do need to run the ball better than they did against the Steelers. Sure, they, they need to be more efficient. That's something we talked about going into the game. They need. To, I just mean like they're not going to run the ball forty times, and I think some think that that's the path, and I just I don't. Yeah, the only way you get there is if you're leading late in the game. The Bengals, to be very very clear about this, and and Paul Dinner Jr. just to give him credit was the first one to point this out in a way that really stuck with me. James is uh, the the Bengals have not run the ball more in neutral game situations and by neutral game situations you're talking about first and 10 second and medium you know game within seven points they're still throwing the ball about 60 percent of the time in those scenarios so that that hasn't changed you look back at the last few games where they've won and they've had more rushing attempts a lot of that is later in the game or you know compared to the pittsburgh game they're not trailing by 14 21 points in the first second quarter so those are the differences that are leading to the differences in rushing attempts per game you're you're not seeing them run the ball a ton more 
in those neutral situations. There's maybe a little bit more of an emphasis on it earlier in games where there has been at times, but I think that's very opponent-specific, game-plan-specific. It's not just a Jake Browning offense thing, and I think people are seeing more as we see more of Jake Browning after his five starts that this isn't necessarily a quote-unquote Jake Browning versus Joe Burrow offense. This is some game-plan-specific stuff and some tweaks for Browning to get to things that he's more comfortable with rather than doing, you know, these wholesale different things and, you know, getting better execution in the run game, better execution in the screen game up until that Steelers game when, you know, Jake Browning even said it in his post-game presser, they did a good job of disguising things and he just needs to take better care of the ball. And so against the Chiefs, again, you're going to have a different plan for a different style of offense that uh, Jake Browning's not going to be very familiar with. They're going to have to find ways because the offensive staff is very familiar with what Steve Spagnuolo liked to do to Joe Burrow. They're going to have to find ways to pull the right levers and push the right buttons, which they didn't do against the Steelers, and help Jake Browning manage the game. You get down 14-0, to zero, all that kind of goes out the window. You have to do what you have to do. That's where you get some of those mistakes, but you need to help him. And, and I think that that's still evident that he's he's an inexperienced quarterback who has been a backup in this league for a long time and is going to need, like you said, James, the team to help elevate him. What are you more concerned with, the defense or the offense? If you, if you had to, like, pick one. I have a hard time not picking the defense right now. I mean, they showed up against the Colts, but if Mullins doesn't gift them a couple of really bad takeaways against Minnesota, you know, the, the Nick Mullins Vikings are moving the ball up and down the field. Obviously, Jacksonville, a better team, moving the ball a ton in that game. And, and then Pittsburgh twice. I know they scored more this time, but has moved the ball a ton. You lose DJ, DJ Reader. And, and if you're watching on YouTube, you see the, the last bullet point we want to talk about. I, I have concerns about these young guys in the secondary, the way things have gone lately. I have a hard time not answering the defense, even though from a matchup perspective, I'm more worried about the opposing defenses as well. Sure. I think it is by far the defense. And it, it, it's wild to say that, but with no DJ reader, and who knows with, with Isaiah Pacheco, he's in concussion protocol, but like, it's like, okay, well, the Chiefs could lean on the run game in the interior of their, of their offensive line, which is a pretty good trio on the interior of that line in Kansas City. And, and I don't know if they'll do that, but what's the answer? What's the Bengals' answer for that? That's not even getting to Patrick Mahomes or all of those things. Like I, Or the big plays or how they guard Kelsey, who clearly doesn't look like the normal Travis Kelsey that we're used to seeing. Like all of the things that we'll talk about over the next few days, this defense, last year they would have come in and shut down the Chiefs. And, and kept them under 20 points. Like, I would be confident in thinking that they could do that. I'm not really confident in that right now. I don't know if they can. Maybe, maybe they rise up and have that Colts-like performance where you just shut things down and, and hold the, the Chiefs to 12 points, essentially is what it was, or would have been if, uh, if that field goal kicker had made it, but it was ultimately eight points that the defense gave up. But regardless, I am concerned about the defense. The offense has their issues. Jake Browning has his issues. Obviously he can't turn the ball over three times. So this is a, it's a big game, but like we said, the playoff chance is very much alive and the Bengals are banking on some young guys to step up. Some of those guys have struggled. We will discuss uh, the, the Bengals youth on this roster that they're banking on coming up next.
Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports the way it should be. Not only is it the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but it's how you should be playing daily fantasy. And who knows, maybe your season-long fantasy leagues are in the books. Maybe you're playing for championships this week. Regardless, get the prize picks today because here's how it works. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. So maybe you think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for less than his prize picks projection from a passing yard standpoint. And you think Chase Brown is going to run for more than his number of rushing yards, according to prize picks. Boom. Those could be your two picks. You can make them in seconds and you can win up to 25 times your money with prize picks just like that. That means you could turn 10 bucks into $250 with just a few taps. And right now, Prize Picks is giving you a first deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Got a fun fact for you, James. The Kansas City Chiefs are scoring one fewer point per game than Cincinnati Bengals this year. That doesn't shock me much with how bad their offense is. Sorry, one, one more point than the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Oh, um, well, damn. The, the, point is, <laughs> the point was that their, their offense is very similar in terms of points per game to the Cincinnati Bengals. And that includes defensive points as well. I'm just looking at overall points for points against. The Kansas City Chiefs have 265 points against versus the Cincinnati Bengals, 345 points against. That's a difference of 5.3 points per game. So the difference is, is that Kansas City's defense is the second-best scoring defense in the NFL behind only the Baltimore Ravens. The Bengals have one of the worst scoring defenses in the NFL this year uh, by comparison. So that just goes back to the which are you more concerned about and, and looking at this Kansas City matchup. And I know the Bengals had Joe Burrow for a lot of those games, but they managed to score points with Jake Browning for a couple of weeks too. And and now they'll be facing a defense that makes that very hard on you again. So can the defense help is a question. Against a Kansas City team that is struggling at tackle, that is struggling at wide receiver, Patrick Mahomes and those receivers in Kansas City do not seem to be on the same page. Mahomes not confident that they're going to be in the right place at the right time. And Lou Anarumo loves playing against Patrick Mahomes, right? He, he loves coming up with game plans that are going to try to make him hold the ball, try to give opportunities for the defense, uh, the defensive line to keep him in the pocket, to, to collapse the pocket, make him make bad decisions, force him to check the ball down, force him to throw the ball away. But Where's the confidence that they can achieve that right now after what we just saw against Pittsburgh? Well, they need Cam back. That's that's a huge part of this is getting Cam Taylor Britt back and having him not miss a step and be a guy that can shut down whoever he's on. I think he would be on Valdez Scantling a decent amount. We'll see if Kadarius Tony could play. Obviously, he's been a, a talking point in Kansas City and across the league. 
but Cam Taylor Britt needs to shut down whoever he's on. You, you need a big, I think Mike Hilton game where he's making plays around the line of scrimmage in, in that will take some pressure off of this secondary, but just got to play better. As weird as it sounds, as, as simple as it sounds like DJ Turner's just got to be better. A, cu- a rough couple of games, I would say Dax Hill, you can't take bad angles. If you get a shot at an interception, you have to hold on. And if if a few things like that go their way, I, I think it feels different. But they are facing uh, a team that if they're ever going to figure it out in the Chiefs, it feels like it needs to happen soon. And as frustrated as they've been, I mean, and it's really uncharacteristic, I would say, for them to be as emotional. I mean, Mahomes just losing it multiple times in recent weeks. Travis Kelsey throwing his helmet. Like, they could, you could frustrate them. And keep that frustration going if you can get off to a good start. And they had a chance to do that. We talked about it against George Pickens. He was a, a punching a punchline all across the league last week. And you let him off the hook on the second play from scrimmage. You can't do that this week. It's got to be the opposite. You got to be getting into the second quarter, third quarter. And, and the Chiefs fans just not have much to cheer about. And so a lot of that does land on these young guys. And specifically Dax Hill, DJ Turner. And I know he's not young, but should be a Wuzier. You need a Wuzier to bounce back as well and, and play at a high level this week. Yeah, and I wonder what's going on with the Kansas City offensive line too because yeah. they have had Wanya Morris playing at, at left tackle for Donovan Smith. And he's been hurt. That, and yeah. if that continues, there's another opportunity there. Jawan Taylor has not been, you know, the stud that they hoped he would be at right tackle. But you're right that their interior offensive line, if if – they decide that they just want to run the ball and having Isaiah Pacheco available or not makes a big difference there. I don't know how much they want to go into a big Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the Michael Piran game. Maybe. Uh, just just letting those three guys on the interior go to work because there is a path there. That is where the Bengals are vulnerable. You got DJ Hill and and, and some guys that need to play better. Zach DJ Hill. Chupo. Did I say DJ? Yeah. Weird. There's a lot of DJs, just to be clear. But BJ, yeah, yeah, that that's a weird mistake, though. I was thinking BJ, obviously. Yeah, no, I know you were. I know you were. Um, the point is, is that Zach Carter, Josh Tupo need to play better. Maybe Travis Bell gets in there this week. Maybe not. They're, they're going to need more from some of these young guys that are in bigger roles on defense. Whether that's Zach Carter, whether that's DJ Turner, whether that's Dax Hill, those are the guys that stand out. Sebastian Joseph Day. That's who stands out, baby. Go get him. And who knows? Maybe that maybe he gets signed by the time people see this. I know I'm taking a risk. But yeah. as we record this, he's a free agent. So I'll just right. might as well bring him up. Go get him. Why not? Right? He he probably makes your team well, probably. He almost certainly makes your team better. He provides you with better quality depth than you have on the interior defensive line right now. Unless he's really just falling off a cliff. A lot of people, you know, you, you, it's easy to speculate that the issues that he's had lately have been with a terrible Chargers defense. But when he signed with the Chargers, it was universally, I think, seen as a good move for them, adding a good player. The Bengals, of course, know him from facing him with the Rams years ago. And so that's a guy that hypothetically could make you better. And like you said, he passed waivers. Nobody wanted to take on the remaining salary this year, which would have been you know, $700,000 or so spread across two games. And now he can go sign with somebody for a cheaper deal, hypothetically. And we'll see 
if the we, we probably won't know necessarily if the Bengals take a run and don't get him. Maybe we'll find out, maybe not. Um, but it would make sense. And they've been in the market to try to improve at that spot. Now that he's a free agent, you can check that out. But I do, going back to the guys that are currently on the team, think that like if Zach Carter doesn't play better in these next couple of games, you just need to improve at that spot this offseason. DJ Turner, Dax Hill, are they hitting kind of the young guy wall, late season wall kind of thing? Can they break through it? Because it hasn't been like this all season for those guys, but it has been a little bit consistent lately where you would like a little bit more from both of them. And teams are starting to pick on DJ Turner a little bit. And it's not like he's far off, but teams are just making plays on those guys. Yep. Yep. They, they've, it doesn't feel as good as it, it did earlier. And, you know, DJ Turner was certainly getting praised throughout camp and early in the season. I thought Daxel got off to a really good start this year and they need to find that, whatever that is. And, and just, it, it's all the difference. And if, by the way, if Daxel had made a couple of those interceptions, I don't think people would be feeling like they are about him. Like he's totally. been close on a lot of big plays this year and it's tough, but you got to make him. I do know he's been, working extra on catching the ball before and after practice. So we'll see if that helps, but uh, wasn't really in position to make any interceptions that I realized at least against the Steelers, obviously took the bad angle on George Pickens needs to be better. And the last thing you want is these young guys to give up a big play or two early that let the chiefs get some confidence and get into a rhythm Mm -hmm. because they, they are, Flawed enough now to where they can't overcome it anyways. Bad starts. But certainly a team that's frustrated like the Chiefs, that's such a huge thing this week that I'll be looking for is can they defensively just get off the field early and and continue what has been a frustrating season for this Chiefs offense? Yeah, got to keep the game closer so you're not just playing from behind the entire game. Can't live that way the way this team is right now. Like if teams can run it on the Bengals and the Bengals have to drop back pass, there aren't a ton of teams in the NFL that can win that way. The Bengals, as they currently are constructed, that that's a very, very hard place to be. We did see them come back against the Vikings, but it's a hard way to live. And they, I, they need some guys to step up here. Very thin. In the defensive back room right now, hopefully, like you mentioned, Cam Taylor ripped back this week. Dominique Davis was waived, uh, I think, yesterday as we record. Either way, there there is an open spot on the 53. That could very well be for Cam Taylor Britt. And we'll have you covered as the Bengals return to practice here on Wednesday, getting ready for a, a bit of a longer week, getting one extra day. And until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.